unidentifiable flying object. <laughs> UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Sightings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be anything. A UFO. What is going on? How are you? You look fantastic. Good to see you. Good to see you. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for checking me out. Thanks for checking out UFO No, the show that separates science fact from science fiction. That's right. If you've been with us since the beginning, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough. But thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Appreciate everybody who's checking us out. Speaking of checking us out, guess who else is checking up on you and us and everybody? It's Santa. It's Santa, peeps. So uh, this is the Christmas episode, or the shortly before Christmas episode is when it'll be out. And uh, I hope you're all having a great one. hope you've been festive. Hope you've been good. I hope you've been good. Actually, I hope you've been kind of naughty, but you slipped through the cracks and you ended up on the nice list anyways. That's what I really hope. That's what I really hope, because if I know me and I know my peeps, we tend to lean to the naughty side. We tend to lean to the naughty side, not the nice side. You know, so, hey, so good for you for getting through the loopholes. I assume you ended up on the nice list anyways. Thank you. Um, if you want to help the show grow, which really does help, it really helps just sharing, sharing the episode, take this wherever you're finding it, splash it about your social media pages, which by the way, you can find us everywhere, find us everywhere, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. And you can also find us, um, if you're not already listening on, um, Amazon music, just say Alexa, play UFO, no podcast. And we'll, we'll, uh, pop right up. Anyways. Share, 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 share. Sharing is caring, right? It's tis the season for sharing anyway. So, hey, have at her. Also, reviews help out a lot. If you, you got something nice to say, throw it our way. That really helps a lot. Um, and there's several places, iTunes, I believe Spotify, you can leave reviews. Um, I know I know, definitely iTunes. I'm not really sure all where you can leave reviews, but if you can, please do. Um, also, we got a Patreon now. Patreon.com slash UFO no podcast. Um, and you can go there and find us. And if you really want to support us, help grow the show monetarily, that really, really helps out a lot. Just three bucks. You get an ad free listening experience. I got some merch coming. Um, and if you do that for a few months, you get a sticker. Hey, thanks guys. And of course, if you reach out to me, um, Anybody who's on Patreon, I will give you a personal shout out. And then I would love to hear from you all. Talk about theories, discussions, what you like, what you don't like, whatever. Let me know. I would love to talk to you and meet every single one of you. Um, so if you want to reach out, 208-790-8226, you can text I want to believe and I will get back to you. Um, let's chat. Let's chat. Let's get in contact, shall we? Uh, that number will be changing eventually, but for now, it's good to go. So, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it is Christmas Eve, um, and, you know, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. Santa's going to be here. Santa's going to be here. Uh, I got a great one. I got, it's uh, Close Encounters of the Festive Kind, y'all. Close Encounters of the Festive Kind. And even though I know that, you know, not a lot of people are thinking about UFOs and aliens um, and all that jazz around Christmas time. You got better things to think about wrapping presents, what to get for little Jimmy. You know, you got all kinds of things to think about. I get it. But regardless, these things are happening. There's a lot of encounters, a lot of sightings take place during Christmas. So if you're not familiar, that's what we're going to get into. We're going to cover um, in our short time together this Christmas Eve. Um we're going to cover some of the more little known close encounters, of the festive kind, because even though you could talk about the big ones like Rendlesham forest is a, is a one that happened during Christmas time that I'm very, I'm very skeptical of, by the way. Um, 
and we've covered in previous episode, but there's some bigger ones. But I don't like to talk about those because you already know about those, right? Right, right. Let's talk about the little ones. All right. Also, I want to give a little shout out ClarksonCBDCo.com. Use promo code UFO. No, you could save 10%. But right now, if you go on there, you're going to save a lot more than that because I got a crazy deal going on because it's our anniversary, y'all. Clarkson CBD Co. Two years. That's right. Go online, ClarksonCBDCo.com. Promo code. Or it's like uh, on one of the products, $100. For 7,200 milligrams, which 100 bucks is a great deal anyways for 7,200 milligrams. But right now it's only 80. And then uh, Clarkson CBD Signature brand, which is phenomenal. Love it. Uh, normally 70, 50, 20 bucks off. Incredible. Anyways, go check it out. All right. And also Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company. If you're a weed fan like I am, a cannabis fan, you like to expand your mind, you like to think about the crazy shit that's out there and you need to break that ceiling with THC, then you want a great experience. You want a balanced experience. You want to know what you're getting when you get it. Well, Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company, what it says on the label, hybrid, sativa, indica, very balanced. Ooh, 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 beautiful. Delicious. Anyways, go check it out. Let them know I sent you. And if the store, oh, it's Washington residents only, but if you're in Washington, go check out your local dispensary. If they don't have it, get a hold of me. I'll make sure they get it. All right. Let's get into the Christmas spirit, y'all. Let's get into the Christmas spirit. All right. So first of all, we're going to start with a UFO incident from California in the early hours of Christmas morning around in 2016, around 3 a.m. Uh, a man was woken up by a commotion in his bedroom, thinking it was his wife and daughter. Uh, he just ignored him and went back to sleep instead of checking on what was going on. But shortly after, when his wife didn't come back to bed, he got up to go ahead and check on things. So he found them asleep in his daughter's room. Apparently, the commotion was them cleaning up after their dog, who had left a present in their bedroom. He left, he left the gift of shit, y'all. He left the gift of shit. It's the it's the gift that keeps on giving because not only is it there if you step on it barefoot. Oh, wonderful. Or if you, you could smell it, of course, smell lingers. It's beautiful. Anyways, the gift of shit. Now, shit happens, but apparently for their seven-year-old pet, it wasn't a normal thing. So, um, now, I it the report says, story says, that the commotion was the wife and daughter cleaning up after their dog however apparently there was more shit on the sheets some sheets that were left there it doesn't explain where the sheets came from it just says there were more there were sheets there and he was changing the sheets because apparently his wife and his daughter are completely incompetent um and so they just went back to bed didn't give a shit about the shit um but anyways so after cleaning up what his wife and daughter failed to do, he then uh, does, uh, tries to go back to bed. But now he was feeling more awake. Couldn't really fall back asleep, having a hard time. So turns on TV and slowly starts to drift off to sleep after about an hour or so. Next thing he knows, he wakes up with fear running through him. An intent, like an intense nightmare and it kept replaying over and over in his mind, okay? So then all of a sudden, he felt static electricity all around his body. And as he tried to move, this electric feeling grew stronger and stronger. And then on top of that, his movements becoming increasingly difficult. He was like going into paralysis. And while this was all happening, he got this sense that he knew, quote, knew they were coming, whatever they were. So he turns, he goes to turn to the right, and he lost all mobility, all ability to move. His vision starts to turn blackish gray and fuzzy, like he's seeing through a static field, is how he described it. So as he stood there helplessly looking on, this strange alien creature suddenly materializes through the wall and approaches him 
I want to take just a moment to talk about CBD. CBD works as a very powerful anti-inflammatory. And I'm sure a lot of you have met someone who's used it or know a family member who's using CBD to relieve pain, anxiety. And the truth is, it does all of those things. Helps relieve pain, reduce and prevent inflammation, as well as relieving anxiety and stress on top of improving quality of life. So if you're looking to try CBD for the first time or get into something new and you want some answers, Clarkston CBD Company is where you want to go. Little plates I help manage uh, as well as educate people as to the benefits and products that can work for them. Check us out online, ClarkstonCBDCo.com. Shop online, reach out on Facebook, Clarkston CBD Company, and back to the show. And he describes it as looking like a typical gray alien, about five feet tall. And the alien reaches forward, grabs his hand, and squeezing the hand, apparently communicates, as the guy describes, communicates a sense of euphoria, excitement, and elation. And it surges through him. So after several minutes of this, apparently them holding hands and gazing into each other's eyes longingly, the alien disappears through the wall, leaving the man paralyzed, laying on his bed. Make of that what you will. That could be that could be worse than what it seems. Maybe that maybe that alien had his way with this gentleman. Who knows? Um you know, speaking of which, hold on. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. Stop everything. I forget this every time. It's Mike, y'all. Blind Mike. At once again, he's not here. <sighs> he's been abducted. You know, I keep saying it. It's still, it's still not real in my mind. I still just can't get this through. He's been abducted. So, to help out, along with Patreon and all that shit, is you can go to getblindmikebeforehisanalprobe.com. Resources, materials, time, uh, money, of course, whatever you can donate to help get Mike back from the bastards, aliens that got him. All right? Getblindmikebeforehisanalprobe.com. Please. Anyways. All right. Back to the show. Back to the show. Okay, so. After all this, alien leaves through the wall, leaving the man paralyzed on his bed, potentially anal probed. Shortly after, both the static electricity atmosphere that he was in, the static field like he describes, and the paralysis wears off. He's laying there for a while, confused, shocked, not sure what to make of it. His butthole hurts. But then, all of a sudden, with a sense of peace of mind and reassurance, he slips off to sleep. When he wakes up, it's 8.30 in the morning. His wife is next to him, wakes up a few minutes later. And so he immediately tells her what happened. And surprisingly, she believes him without questioning anything. She even goes to tell him that she believes him because their dog was acting really, really weird several hours before this all happened and is probably why he took the Cleveland steamer in the bedroom because it could sense something coming, something strange. In fact, the dog was so distraught that her and the daughter stayed awake worried about the dog. Apparently, that whole incident of him having to get up and clean the shit was them simply pretending to be asleep and watching as he cleaned up shit, probably snickering to themselves like, <laughs> he thinks we're asleep, he's cleaning up the shit. Anyways, an interesting detail about all this after it all happened is that this man claimed that he had a lifetime of sightings and incidents in his past. Didn't say any of this before, but after the incident, believe this. Many of which appeared in his dreams. And now he claims that all of these incidents that he appear in his dreams and memories, that these are real. Now here's my opinion on that. My opinion on that is, 
that would require a person to fully understand what reality is. All right, for, for him to be able to say that these incidents that he's having in dreams and, and memories with no evidence, believing that they're real, that requires that he understands what reality is. And I, I doubt that he did fully. I mean, what, what any of us do? It's his reality. And that really is just a brain thing. You know, what makes up our reality, that's, that's perceptions by the brain, which can be manipulated. I don't, maybe you didn't know. Did you know that a lot of people who claim to have an alien abduction actually often, after the incident, of course, begin to recall a lifetime of similar incidents. Now, I've thought about this. I've thought about what would cause this. Would it cause suppressed memories? Why is it the hypnotic regression? Is, you know, we've talked about before about, you know, the, the skeptical nature that should be about hypnotic regression because it's someone manipulating your brain to unlock memories, which could be potentially implanting fake memories. But this idea that people can... All of a sudden, after one abduction or one, one apparent alien experience, unlock a lifetime of memories involved in this. And why is it so often that this happens? Now, it could be, it could be that these victims of alien abductions are targeted and have had repeated incidents in the past that is only unlocked in this incident that they apparently unlocks the whole chain of memories. But let's consider what the brain is and what it does. The brain picks up patterns, right? If these alien encounters, abductions, sightings are just breaks or tears in our reality, think about things like DMT, psychedelics, that seem to transport our mind to, in the case of DMT, what a lot of people say is, what is real reality? That they are witnessing the true nature of reality through DMT. Now, uh, psilocybin is a little different in the way that it seems like your mind is transported somewhere else. But with DMT, the world dissolves around you and becomes real the real nature of reality or at least is what is believed so if these are breaks or tears in our reality and what we're seeing is these entities from reality these enlightened beings whatever they might be the elves like a lot of people in DMT experiences describe our reality which is only based on what our primitive brain can interpret. If we get a glimpse of what reality really looks like, or an alternate reality of some kind, after this moment, think about this, your mind would start to scan, in a way, scan through all of your memories, all your experiences, looking and putting together patterns of similarities which, in my opinion, would then shatter your frame of reality. And so some people, they take this shattering of reality to a point where they believe that they are cosmic guinea pigs of sorts, subjects of experiments and data collection across their entire lives. But others seem to latch on to a different experience, which is one of enlightenment and empowerment, seeing something that breaks through the veil of what our limited view of reality really is and showing them something more, something greater. And that expands their mind. Whatever it is, whatever it is. Let's keep looking at some more close encounters of the festive kind. Huh? All right. All right. Let's go. Okay. Let's look at the Rochester incident in 1999. All right, story goes, 
Shortly after going to bed, a little after 2 a.m. in Rochester, New York, an unnamed witness woke up to find himself in an operating room of sorts with strange entities that looked like his sister and mother. However, he was very aware that they were definitely not his family, despite their appearance. That's fucked up. Imagine that. Imagine waking up and seeing people that's got your, your mom and your sister's face, but it's definitely not them. That, that would freak me out. They started to ask him to lay on a bed with strange devices hanging over it and several wires extending downward. He stepped forward, reached out to touch the strange bed, and when he did, an electric sensation ran through him. This caused him to panic and run from the room down a ramp that led him to another strange building. I'll tell you what, I would have been the fuck out of there. I, no touching some strange bed. No, no listening to directions. As soon as I saw my mom's face on something that I knew wasn't my mom, I'm out. But that's just me. As he was running from the creepy mom and sister show, he sees a humanoid figure wearing a tight-fitting blue uniform coming towards him. Then he sees his dead for some time grandmother that screams, tell me this doesn't sound like, I'm sorry, that was terrible timing. <laughs> she screams, take me instead to the humanoid running after him. Imagine that for a minute though. That sounds like a really bad nightmare, right? You're running away from some alien creatures that look like your mom and your sister. You all of a sudden see your dead grandma who's screaming, take me. And some weird alien is running after you. Yeah, that sounds like a crazy dream after a really hard night of drinking. That's what it sounds like to me. Anyways, becoming a bit more aware of what was happening to and around him, he realized he was barefoot and had no idea where he was going. He was just running. And as he ran, he could see other people around, apparently in a similar state of confusion and being terrified. So then he looks back, still running, gets a good look at what was chasing him and realizes it's not human and it's gaining on him. All of a sudden, he feels this thing grab him from behind and yank him back, like from his collar, off of his feet, slamming him down to the ground. And the alien starts dragging him to an orange, quote, an orange van-like object with no wheels and threw him inside. Once inside, he kind of scans the inside of the van with air quotes, quickly realizing that there were three children inside looking at him. They stared at him without saying a single word. And then through a small window, he sees two of the blue uniformed aliens standing in front of the strange craft he was in. They were using some kind of control panel. If you're a podcast junkie like me, you've probably thought about starting your own. Well, I can tell you firsthand that starting my podcast has been one of the most fun decisions I've ever made. But it can feel overwhelming if you don't know how to get started. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Buzzsprout is the easiest and best way to start a professional podcast. In fact, it's so good, they've already helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout will get your podcast into every major podcasting platform like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. You also get a great-looking podcasting website, audio players so you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and the list goes on and on. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week so you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from the people that eat, drink, and breathe it. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it helps support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. And suddenly with the, what I would imagine as the children of the damned staring at him, the cosmic hippie van shoots off into the air and he looks down into the floor and he could see the lights of the city falling away from them. Terrified, he plasters himself against the wall of the ship and then he feels a blow to the back of his head. 
when he comes to, he's walking into another strange room. One of the blue suit aliens is leading him before motioning him to stop. He looks around the alien and sees in the room that he was being led into and sees over a dozen other people dressed in white garments talking amongst themselves. One of them walks over to the man. The last thing he remembers hearing is that he was not a telepathic and then everything went black. This time when he came to, he was in a dark room weird, bizarre creature hovering over him, suddenly realizing they were operating on his torso and he was in incredible pain. So much so that he ends up passing out. Wakes up again in his own bedroom. Creepy. That's crazy creepy. I mean, that to me, that's like, that's a really bad, I feel like that is a bad, really bad nightmare. I mean, you just wake up, you keep falling asleep, you keep waking back up, you're in a more fucked up situation, yeah, but a hippie van, some weird surgeries going on. Crazy, man. Then you wake up in your own room. Jesus. And that is (laughs) very, very different experience from our first guy who, at the worst, at the worst, only had to clean up his own dog shit. (laughs) I mean, this poor guy. All right, so now we're going to look at a strange encounter on a vacated highway in Volgograd, Russia, in 1999. Also in 1999. Story goes, a woman named Larissa was with her father at around 9.30 p.m. when she knew, or driving, they were driving with her. She was driving with her father at around 9.30 p.m. when she noticed two figures dressed in black on the side of the road. I can tell you from personal experience, I don't stop anymore. I don't stop anymore. Okay. I had a really creepy experience. I had uh, my wife and my kid in the, in the car and we were driving along. It's a area between uh, a town called Grangeville and Clarkston or Lewiston. I'm sorry. And there's a little town called Fen. Three words, Fen, or maybe maybe it has two ends. I can't fucking remember. Anyways, little tiny town named Fen. We're driving in between this area. Old guy holding his stomach side of the road. Wife says, stop, man, I need to help him. So I get out. I'm like, dude, what's up? You know, you need help? He, like, holds up his hand, says, yeah, I need help. Holds up his hand. Mind you, this guy's, like, in his late 80s, or at least looked like it. Late 80s, early 90s. Um Walking down Lonely Highway. Speaking of Lonely Highways, that's why I brought those up. Anyways, holding his guts, get out, you know, I get out, ask once, removes his hand, and part of his, like a, a piece of his intestine is sticking out of his gut. Fucking nuts, man. Nuts. So, anyways, I'm like, holy shit. So I go, well, look, uh, you know, come on, because I'm thinking I'm going to drive the guy to the hospital, right? So I tell my wife, get in the back seat with a kid. I put the guy in the car, I get in the car, and then I start driving to the nearest hospital. And which is in Fen. And uh, I, I asked the guy, oh, man, what happened? You know, and the guy says he just got out of a hospital, which doesn't make sense because he's like, I mean, easily it's a couple hours walk from where he would have gotten out from to where he was. And uh, so, I, you know, and as he's talking, I'm, I can smell alcohol and I realize this might not be what I thought it was anyway. So. I tell him, well, shit, man, you know, we're, I'm going to take you here. He says, no, I need to go to Kamei, which if you're not from the area, Kamei, completely opposite direction of where not only we were going, but of anywhere the nearest hospital is like another hour away from where we were. And I'm not, I'm not driving with this old guy in my car for an hour. So anyways, we're driving along and I'm like, no, dude, I'm taking you to the nearest hospital. That's in Fen. I'm not taking a fucking Kamei. And he starts getting... Uh, irate with me like yes you are you are taking me i'm like no the fuck i'm not and so i uh i'm like all right that's it we're done and my wife says hey there's cops over in that gas station which is crazy because there's like no cops ever in there and there happen to be cops at this one tiny little gas station in fen so we pull over and uh my wife gets out runs over to the cops and i'm telling this guy dude you we're done I am not driving you any further. These cops are going to take you where you need to go. And he's starting to get real irate. Cops come over and they knew the fucking guy. 
small area, you know, it is what it is. Anyways, I can't remember his name, probably Hank or some shit. You know, Hank, what are you doing? They pull him out. I guess this motherfucker has done this before. Jesus Christ. Anyways, I tell you that because I had a similar experience. That's why I don't fucking stop. So I don't blame them for not stopping when they see three guys uh, dressed in suits or a pair of them or whatever it was. Anyways, uh, no, not happening. Uh, Yeah, two figures dressed in black. No, not happening. Not happening. Good call. Anyways, they kept driving. So, after passing them, several minutes later, a strange, thick, yellow fog appears out of nowhere and completely surrounds their car. She looks at her dad, mentioning the strange men, asking him what she thought, what he thought of those and the strange fog, but he, he completely ignored her, focused completely on the road, fully on the road, and was either intentionally ignoring the situation or completely oblivious to it. Then, a loud bang came out of nowhere, scaring the shit out of Larissa. Then she heard a strange voice urging them to keep traveling, but it seemed to only come or be in her own head because her father didn't react at all. The next thing she realizes, they're parked on the side of the road and could see the lights from the nearby village or nearby town, but she couldn't remember how they got there to that particular spot, and they seemed to be missing a chunk of time. So clearly being confused and tired because they were driving late, they continued to the small town. So the next morning, they stay there. Next morning, they talk about what happened. And her father mentions that he had memories from last night of two large heads with slanted eyes looking at them. So together, they decide to go under hypnotic regression. Remember, I told you, hypnotic regression. It's not a good idea. Not a good idea. You better know that person, and I I doubt they knew whoever was doing this. How many hypnotic regressionists do you know? I know none. So, obviously, you would have to seek some out and, like, you know, how do you go about asking for references there? You know? Anyways. So, they get hypnotic regression. So, through this, they recall that shortly after the thick yellow fog appeared, they saw a strange black shiny triangular craft. We've talked about those a lot. Hovering over the vehicle, then land in front of them, blocking their path. We talked about another incident where that very same thing happened, except it wasn't a triangular craft. It was like a, almost like a belt. Uh, suddenly, they were in the craft, not knowing how they got there or remembering anything prior. They went from the car, the craft blocking them, to then they were inside the craft in a room with six strange humanoid creatures. Each of them had an oversized head and two large black eyes, just like her dad described the morning after their drive. Now, she mentioned some very interesting details here about speaking telepathically with two of the strange entities, but not understanding how she did it. Also, sitting in a strange chair that seemed to be specifically molded for her. And the creepiest detail being that she was handed a, and I quote, a human-alien hybrid baby that had an oversized head like the other creatures, but sparkling blue eyes. Aww, adorable, adorable. Anyways, even though the situation was super weird, sudden, and certainly non-consensual, both the woman and her father stated that they believed the aliens were benevolent, as in being not mean. Uh, then, the next thing they realized, they were both back in their car and on the side of the road again. That I mean, you know, hey, shit happens like that, you know? One, time, one moment you're driving in your car, next moment you're holding an alien hybrid baby. You never know what's going to happen in Russia. That's the point of that story. Now, going from human-alien hybrid baby, let's look at some strange disappearances in Brazil on Christmas in 1969 that come from a book called Our Haunted Planet by a guy named John Keel. So the first story goes, the Espirito Santo police in Brazil were investigating an organized kidnapping ring that they thought was cartel-related. 
The case involved all children ages ranging from 9 to 15 years old, and all it seemed to vanish into thin air, with none of the children seeming to be connected to each other. So they didn't know each other, they didn't live in the same area, none of that. Shortly after Christmas and New Year's, in four separate locations, four of the children suddenly reappeared, each in a different location. Two of them had total amnesia, but the two, but two of the other ones could remember fragments of their abduction, and they say that a large limousine had approached them and offered them a ride. And what kind of fucking Brazilian child is not going to get into a limo? I'm almost 40. If somebody pulls up to me, a rando pulls up to me and says, hey, you want a limo ride? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, I do. Because it's not like I get to ride one all the time. God, talk about a lure. I mean, you know, that puts the, uh, the van and the candy to shame. To shame. You don't even need candy when you got a goddamn limo. You don't even need candy. Those guys didn't say anything about a candy. They were just like, hey, you want to get in? Kids were like, yeah. Anyways, Brazilian kids get in the limo. Shortly after getting in, they lose consciousness. Surprise, surprise. That's crazy. Who would have thought that? And the one kid wakes up in a small hut, and the other kid recalls being taken to a strange airplane by a tall woman. What's interesting is that both the kids say their abductors were tall women with long blonde hair. The police only found the four kids. They never found any of the other kids. I don't know how many kids there were total, but I, uh, based on the report, it seems like there were more than four kids. It seems like this was ongoing for quite some time. It was more than four of them. Uh, so the police only found the four kids and never found any evidence to support their claims, but also none to debunk the claims of the two kids. It's amazing that we live in a time that you can go and shop for cannabis like you do shoes. All kinds of different types and sizes for all types of different individuals. Well, if you're like me and you like a nice, balanced experience with no pesticides, clean, soil-grown craft cannabis, then you want to ask for Hell's Canning Cannabis Company in your local Washington retailer. The reason why is because they use true, live, organic soil recipes, custom-made per strain, per plant, like Mother Nature intended. You can't get any better. So if you want craft cannabis with a balanced experience, ranging from strains like Jesus OG, or Acapulco Gold, or their own Hell's Cookies, then you want Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company. Ask for them in your local Washington retailer, and if they don't have it, tell them to talk to me, and I'll make sure they get it. Back to the show. Um, that didn't have their mind wipes, or their memories wiped, of course. You know, the other two were apparently just total, total brain lock. I can tell you one thing. If I was a Brazilian kid, I would have definitely blamed white blonde women for my situation as well. Shit, if I got abducted tomorrow, I would for sure blame a blonde white woman for it. For sure. For sure. Just, Kathy did it. All right, now let's turn our attention to the 1980s. And we're going to look at several interesting sightings that all shared similar details to each other. Now, before we get into this, let's talk about the 1980s for a sec. There was a huge leap in technology during the 80s. Huge. Huge step forward. It could have been that. It could have been the cranking up the heat of the Cold War, causing a lot of people to be suspicious. That was during the Reagan days. Or maybe it was because of major sci-fi movies coming out that a lot of people say is propaganda to influence the culture. 
desensitizing us to or or implanting ideas think about that think about implanting i let's let's talk about ancient cultures for just a moment i'm going to divert for just a moment ancient cultures what did they do when they saw crazy things think about bible stories what did they do when they saw crazy things they referenced their environment now when we talk about crazy things we have media that influences our culture that influences our perception of what's real, what's not real, our imagination. Therefore, when we see crazy things, we have a lot more than just our environment to reference in thinking about those things. So, clearly, there's a lot more imagination to pull from. Whatever it was, the 80s had a lot of reported sightings and abductions. For example... Report of a cigar-shaped UFO sometime in 84 around Hexham, Australia. Story goes, Mr. and Mrs. L were camping. Tent camping. Tent camping. Very important. You have to explain because things like glamping exist. All right? That involves RVs, trailers, and area rugs. So you have to explain the difference in camping. Camping means something different to everybody. So, like, if I say camping to my friends James and Jackson, that involves an area rug. If I say camping to uh, my my father-in-law, uh, who is basically a cowboy, uh, camping involves maybe a tent, maybe, but it definitely involves the ground. So, you have to explain. Anyways, they're tent camping. At the Ponderosa Caravan Park at around 2.30 a.m. When they saw a huge cigar-shaped object, they say, was bigger than a bus with windows on the side and a brilliant white light coming from it. At what they assumed was the front of the craft. I assume they assumed because it was facing them. In fact, so bright was the light that the entire park was, quote, awash in its glow. That wasn't Australian. That was just a random accent. As described by the people, the couple, people, couple, couple people. Apparently, they were so close that Mr. L even claimed to have seen an occupant inside one of the disc-shaped crafts. They watched several minutes when three disc-shaped objects appeared moving fast like lightning darting around the cigar-shaped craft, following in formation closely, then all the strange crafts eventually disappeared into the distance. Another sighting around Christmas 1984, with very similar details only a week previously in Canberra, Australia. That also could be Canberra. A pilot reported seeing a very large missile-like object traveling fast across the sky with no sound heard at all. Hologram? Mm, Project Bluebeam? Stealth Tech? Or maybe it was E.T. I don't think so. I, I, I vote hologram. On Christmas Eve in Leeds in the United Kingdom, a red airship with a flashing red light was observed or the, over the Kirkstall Museum. Very fine place. Very fine. The following day, just outside of Paris, at around 7.30 p.m., a local resident reported seeing a large object with a domed top hovering close to the ground. From the underside of the craft was a brilliant white light. He even claimed to have seen several humanoids with white skin and wearing one-piece suits exit the craft, come to, the, come to him, and communicate with him telepathically. Two days after Christmas, along the Capricorn Coast in Australia at around 9 p.m., witnesses would report a bright red object moving at supersonic speeds during a tropical storm, and it made no noise whatsoever and remained visible for around 10 minutes before fading from sight. Last but not least, on Christmas Eve 2013 over Belgium, Several residents witnessed multiple orange glowing lights remain in formation 
and appeared to remain completely silent with several minutes of this sighting caught on camera. Coincidentally or not, the same area was hit by a severe tropical lightning storm 30 years previously. I'm going to say not coincidentally. It's 30 fucking years. I mean, maybe, maybe if we go back to the whole time differential thing, huh? Time differential. Maybe that's, I don't know. Uh, they debated whether the objects might be a meteor or even a military drone. Definitely not a meteor. It wasn't. It was staying in formation. Meteors don't do that. Uh, military drone for sure, or potentially for sure. But due to the relative slow speed they moved, that they felt that that was unlikely. Somehow, or so, no, not somehow. Someone suggested that the lights could be lanterns set off to celebrate Christmas, but. That was also dismissed as unlikely, once again, due to the formation. I will say, I believe that even with some of the softer nature of these encounters, like our first guy that left his encounter feeling peaceful and not scared shitless, or even the girl that had an, uh, held an alien hybrid baby, Creepy, for sure, but not terrifying, at least for her. In my opinion, those could still be government experiments done to the general public using the techniques learned from projects like MKUltra, Project Montauk, and a ton of other projects that we absolutely know of and we know took place due to real declassified documents from the CIA. Actual, real things done to the general public absolutely declassified you go look them up project montauk mk ultra um there's a lot of others but those are two of the bigger ones to do with mind manipulation astral projection um all that stuff which in many cases were these things like astral projection or you know these uh mind manipulation things were conducted through pain through pain I believe wholeheartedly that these things took place. I mean, once again, they're based on declassified documents that are that are real, confirmed. Uh, I don't think they were faked documents to throw us off, even though declassified or um, um, disinformation agents are real. I believe it would take a lot of work to put these documents together so long ago simply to confirm and then keep them classified for so long only to declassify them later and then have that only to perpetuate this i i i see i feel like the documents are real therefore confirming that mk ultra project montauk really did take place there's many many people that have come forward saying that i was a part of these these really did happen they they fucked with my brain uh Midnight Operation Midnight Climax, where they lured, uh, you know, people who were trying to buy prostitutes. They, they call them Johns. Uh, they lured unsuspecting Johns into hotels and, uh, and, and brothels and hostels, things like that. And unknowingly, the, the victims did not know that they were being given drugs. And then they would just observe, put them through crazy things. These things happened. And we know what happened. And so whether these are happy, peaceful encounters, uh, to me, that just says more about the individual's mind than the actual experiment. If you look at things like DMT, once again, going back to the psychedelics, DMT, psilocybin, LSD, acid, the most of these are based on the state of mind of the individual when they take these things. And obviously how much, of course, but a lot of it is, as they say in that community, place and setting. So if you take an individual who does not know what's going on, potentially they're already nervous from something. And you give them a mind-altering drug that then kind of rides on that energy. Well, then you're going to get a really fucked up experience. Talk to anybody who's experienced psychedelics. They will tell you there are good trips and there are bad trips. And some of these trips that are bad are really, really bad. I'm not saying that these drugs are bad. I'm saying that once again, place and setting. 
professionals that go into this with research and all that say the same thing. You have to prepare your mind. Your mind is the canvas that these psychedelics experiences are painted on. So you want that to be as blank as possible. You want it to be as smooth as possible so that you get a very natural, unaltered experience, which that generally translates to a nice, mind-expanding, um, truth-gaining experience. And generally, that's you know their own truth, that individual's truth, what they needed to hear to help them progress, things like that. But then there are the others, which are devastatingly nightmarish and, and haunt people for a lifetime and, once again, make people believe that they are guinea pigs of some cosmic experiment. I just, the odds of that, I, I find those odds highly astronomical that that's what's happening. I believe the government manipulation based on, once again, declassified documents that prove that these things took place that they have just escalated this to simply go to the general public. Not just certain areas, not just certain groups, everybody. And that if they can get you, they're going to get you. And they're going to put people through these experiments. Um, and I think, you know, people will say all the time, well, you know, there's a small group of people that claim to have had these. Those are the people that are willing to come forward and yes, some of them are probably just, um, you know, thrill seekers. Uh, they, they enjoy lying. They want to see reactions of people. They're just trying to get atten attention seekers. That's what I meant, attention seekers. But I believe a lot of them are true to this individual, that they believe this really happened to them. Now, it might not be extraterrestrial. It might not be otherworldly it might simply be some government agents that decided to fuck with people whatever the case may be make no mistake my friends just like santa government funded mind manipulation is real it's real and they got a list and they're checking it twice and they know if you've been naughty or nice so be sure, my friends, to keep your eyes skyward this Christmas because chances are, whether it's something extraterrestrial or magical, it will make you believe. Hmm? It will make you believe. Thank you all for joining me on another wonderful episode of UFO No. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share and like and all that jazz. Huh? Once again, you could go support us on patreon.com slash UFO No podcast um, and just like I said, share the episode. That really, really helps. But I appreciate you all. I hope you all have a very, very Merry Christmas. And as usual, oh, wrong one. As usual, <laughs> keep your eyes to the skies. Once again, whether it be Santa or not, it's going to be something magical. Love you all. Have a great one. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.